Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of the world. And we have two of them, in fact. I'm your host, Adib, and this is Unbaffled. Bitch, I did it, I made it, I'm loved and I'm hated. I started from the bottom, now my neighborhood is gated. They say drink to your accomplishments, so every night I'm faded. Hello, Baffle fans. Welcome back to a very special episode of Unbaffled, the one and only podcast dedicated to in-depth analysis of the badass fantasy football league. It's championship week, and just as, if not more important, it's time for the Chomps Bowl. This is the most exciting week of the Baffle year, and Corey and Devin are pretty excited to get going. So before we get into it, Let's first talk about how we got here. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Jamie and Noel were our eighth and our sixth seed, so a lot of upsets along the way. We'll start with Jamie, who took down the number one seed, Bobby, and then also took down the number five seed in Devin. Who is like the true number one, if I may looking at rosters yeah he might he might have been the actual number one if his team was healthy all year yeah, and then for noel to he took me down in the first round and then by also beating james right yep yeah and then he upset james in the second round and so Absolutely. now we're here probably the most improbable finals matchup just thought i'd give you guys some history these two teams have one playoff win combined in something like 16 seasons of play. Jamie, who's been in it since the beginning, and Noel, who joined the same year I did. Jesus Christ. One playoff win. So no one expected us to be here. Do you want me to start talking about this matchup? Yes, absolutely. I know I'm in a tough spot here to be chirping playoff teams, but can someone explain what the fuck happened? What world are we living in when Melvin Gordon, Alan Lazard, and Matt Staff Infection face off against Nelson Aguilar, Brian Hill, and Eric Ebron in a championship game? Like, what the fuck are we doing? I'm here for it, though. The parody in our dear, beloved league is exceptional. These guys, you just said one playoff win combined in the history Clearly, these two GMs have never hoisted the coveted Baffle Cup, so they'll have their opportunity to finally leave their mark in the history books in a positive way. Which is basically, we all know, Cosgrove's camera roll that he just puts on his Seagate and Jamie's absurd memory, right? Like, <laughs> let's, let's be real here. Noel, I don't know where to begin, brother. This team looked bound for the championship since day one. I'm pretty sure it was the only team Dufresne had something nice to say about until he blew up his own team. So I'm happy you made it, but the team is looking pretty grim right now. And Jamie, I know you love when I say it, so I'm going to say it here for you. Welcome to the big time. This is it, brother. You are the David Tyree catching a ball against his helmet in the Super Bowl. Buster Douglas defeating Iron Mike Tyson. The Miracle on Ice, the Jamaican bobsled team. The list goes on, buddy. Taking down Pretzel. Then the almighty Street Sharks, who really let me down, by the way. Send me my partake. Thank you very much. But <laughs> honestly, though, us fab boys are on the hot seat. Jamie has $64 worth of fab left. Bit of a tough space, but... I have no idea what you're talking about. What do you mean? I just <laughs> mean, like, all of us fab boys talking about don't leave your fab every yeah, dude, week. Maybe like, we have use to... your fab. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, I get you. 
Yeah, but can we talk about one thing? Why would you use your fab when you can just call up James over in Pepsi Land and be like, hey, uh, I want a number three overall <laughs> receiver. Um, I'm going to give you absolute fucking trash. The but, guy uh, I picked up last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, hey, uh, if you, you can uh, prep me for my championship run, that'd be good. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Yeah. Like, and and James really, is like, what's remarkable when you look at Jamie's team, the running backs he's wielding, Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, Jamal Williams, Devin Singletary, and he's been rocking those four all year, no changes. Uh, what in the damn hell? Listen, I finished with the same record as the McFarves. And I'm sitting here being like, man, just give me one more win. <laughs> I'm probably getting there. Pause. Oh, Corey, let me share with you the words of wisdom of Jim Mora. Could have, would have, should have. The good teams don't come in and say could have. They get it done. But let me give you my thoughts on this matchup. I'm going to start by saying I think Jamie has a slight advantage at every position other than quarterback this week. Kyler Murray should on paper beat any waiver wire QB the McFarves are going to send out there for championship week. I think one of the X factors for Jamie week in and week out that we always talk about is Tyree Kill, right? But with the way Calvin Ridley's been playing without Julio, I think it greatly mitigates the advantage that Hill usually gives him. So I think the biggest mismatch, and a DB were just talking about it, is the wide receiver two spot where Thielen lines up against Nelson Aguilar. Um, I absolutely said nothing about Thielen. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then it was Dufresne. <laughs> it was Dufresne. Yeah, Sorry, Dufresne. So Jamie's got to have a clear advantage there, right? And then at running back, this is where Adib was talking about. Let's talk about Le'Veon Bell versus Aaron Jones. The CEH injury obviously is causing the most gigantic swing in this whole matchup because it would have been Noel's path to victory, really. It would have been CEH and Aaron Jones versus Singletary and Melvin Gordon, maybe. But now Jamie's starting Le'Veon Bell to stack with Gordon. Le'Veon obviously getting the start with CEH down. And then it's Aaron Jones versus Todd Gurley or Brian Hill. With Atlanta going up against Kansas City, you think the running backs for the Falcons aren't going to get much work. And Todd Gurley had one carry last week for negative yards. I don't know if you can start him. So advantage to Jamie there. And then at tight end, we're looking at all reliable Logan Thomas. That's uh, Dufresne's favorite player. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric, I drink my own piss because I'm a Steeler Ebron. So <laughs> it comes down to which asshole is going to find the end zone there. And then in the flex... Robbie Anderson for the McFarves versus Christian Kirk for the Mystics. And Kirk has hit 35 yards once in his last six games. So I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson on that one too. I am going to crown the street, I mean the McFarves, the battle champions. (laughs) I'm going to disagree with you off the bat when you say Jamie has the advantage on the running backs. Obviously with Clyde out or doubtful at the very least. No, he's going to be out, right? Like, there's no way. His leg was bent he's in a direction that... There's no um, way he's going to play. Even if you look at Aaron Jones and Todd Gurley versus Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell, I still think Aaron Jones is good enough that he should outscore both those guys. But Melvin you Gordon You mean both might... them individually? No, I mean combined. Aaron Jones wow! and Tennessee could outscore them both combined. But who knows? Melvin Gordon might reach deep in his bag for another week. I mean, I think Atlanta's got a a decent run defense, and maybe Bell doesn't shine, but he catches enough balls out of the backfield historically. I don't have the numbers in front of me for what he's been doing this year. He can still be a weapon. And then Gordon, Denver probably wants to avoid Locke throwing the ball 35 plus times. 
they know that their path to victory is good defense and probably possession. So they're going to continue to run Gordon. When you look at Jones, he's all over the map, right? He's putting up 10, 12, 15, 9, 22, 8, 23. It's one of those things, and like playing Tennessee is a shit defense. And we talked about it kind of at length last week where Green Bay doesn't need Aaron Jones to win games. So maybe he gets the ball, maybe he doesn't get the ball. Who can really tell? He's by far Noel's best available player, so he's going to trot him out there. Even he can't tell me he's confident in the production Aaron Jones is going to give. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, deep how you can say he's going to outscore Le'Veon Bell, who should get, he's got to get the majority of the touches, right? So even if you look at the projections right now, Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell are projected to combine for 20, just under 23 points. And Aaron yeah. Jones is projected to get 18 by himself. So it's not that crazy that Aaron Jones could far exceed that projection. And those two guys fall a little bit short. And then he does outscore them, right? Yeah, projections are probably the best way to play fantasy football. So. <laughs> yeah. If you look back historically uh, this year at my projections, especially after I traded my team, I think I was projected to hit 90 plus points every single week. I think I barely hit 80 points on a given week. So Yahoo clearly doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. No, but Tennessee does suck. And I'm not pretending Aaron Jones is anywhere near as good as Nick Chubb. But Nick Chubb also had a field day on them too, right? So Aaron Jones is certainly capable of going big on Tennessee. He's certainly capable of doing it, yeah. So who are you guys taking? Who are you guys taking? (laughs) <laughs> what are you gonna do Devin? <laughs> i don't know what like, do so when i look at it i think jamie's got the better roster top to bottom and probably the better matchups but for some reason i just love noel's team not his actual team maybe i just love noel i think this time i'm maybe picking for the first time the mcfarves to win a game and uh it's the most important one you know logan thomas is apparently uh the new darren waller he gets 15 targets a game he got lucky <laughs> with the bell ceh thing James gifted him every good receiver that he had. So I think the McFars are going to take it for their first championship. Damn. Can I say also, it's just nice. Normally when we have a championship round, there's always one team where you're like, you may not say it out loud, but you're kind of like, God, I hope that team doesn't win. That owner is insufferable. And I don't feel that this week. You know what? That's actually such a great point. <laughs> Looking through the matchups, I'm prepping for the podcast. I was in a great mood. Just so happy it's going to be a new winner for the first time. These guys, like you said, one playoff win combined. That is a sick joke. Yeah, and even looking at how injury-riddled or bad these rosters are right now, it's just another added wrinkle that makes it fun for these two. You know, like I'm, I'm even happy to see these crappy lineups trotted out there. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I mean, the one thing I would like to say on that topic is how can you be insufferable when you're at the bottom of the league every single year? I know. Like, and combined, maybe Noel's a little more active in the chat, but, you know, Jamie probably has as many messages sent in 2020 as he does playoff Wins. victories <laughs> <laughs> so it's like how do you hate the guy that you you never hear from right yeah I mean, that's fair all that's i have fair. to say i think oh this is so tough here's what i say it comes down to the four players that i would define this matchup by is tyreek hill kyler murray calvin ridley and aaron jones and shocking. i'm not trying to be shocking i'm just telling you it's those four <laughs> players i think noel has slightly more room for error Because he has three guys that if one of them fails, maybe the other two pick him up. Whereas it's Tyreek Hill or Bust, I think. So I'm going to go with the Mystics. Nice. 
<laughs> we didn't even Correct. talk about the kickers of defenses, though. Because fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, Deep, can you break down the uh, the kickers and the defense? I'd yeah, love why don't you expert, take that role on? Your expert analysis on, on the Pittsburgh D playing against uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Can you... Is it in a dome? Well, let me. Do they start. play in a dome? Oh, they, hey, they're, they're playing yes. each other. That's Philly. kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Noel's defense is playing Jamie's kicker, which is a fun <laughs> little wrinkle. And it is in a dome, Devin. I'm glad you asked. Although it's Dallas, so it's the weird dome, but not really a dome. Right. The air can get in. Yes. Uh, this is why you're the kicker, guy. Like, <laughs> holy yeah. shit. On top of that, Noel's kicker, Robbie Gold, is also playing in a dome in Arizona. And although it's a road game, this is actually right, their new home stadium, is it not? Because yep. they're playing out of Arizona the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, so, so is he more comfortable now? playing? Exactly. On the, Big um, questions. All that to well, say, who cares? I was kidding. I, yeah. We don't have to talk about <laughs> defenses. Yeah. Although, actually, bad. one thing we haven't mentioned is how hilarious it was that we did get here when Jamie was starting Ben Roethlisberger last week, and he had the first half scare where Roethlisberger was sitting at minus five points and he actually fell behind Devin for a little bit (laughs) yeah and he had the defense rolling too who was like getting torched by the Bengals yeah and the Bengals were just going up and down the well not going up and down the field but having short fields to work with so yeah that he definitely had a scare let's move to the main event the the real main event let's talk about the fishbowl The, the old chomps bowl and yeah. this one will decide where chomps will be living next year yeah let me run through the matchup for you guys and then i want to hear your thoughts and then i'm going to make my pick at the end because i don't know who to pick here i will say though this is what i'm looking forward to most this week on a personal level i've been doing some reflection and i would be <laughs> so nervous heading into this thing I'd be popping numerous veins in my ass region just from the clenching. Like, (laughs) honestly, like, clench gang stand up. But seriously, like, two family men heading into the fishbowl, one of them having to bring a fish home to their wife and children or child. I just want to be a fly on the wall when the moment comes for one of them to say, it's over. And their (laughs) wife looks at them thinking, finally, he's leaving. (laughs) And then they have to look back and see the face when the guy says, I have a fish for a whole year coming home anyway good luck boys this is wild but <laughs> so do we break down between megan and Lindsay? who takes the fish like, better? No, <laughs> no, i mean we can, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god can we please do that after let me like let me let me give you the tail of the tape first and then you can start and then you can be the you can be the megan and Lindsay breakdown because i'm i am not going no, there. i don't i don't want to go there either. okay so let's start at quarterback okay belleville is starting deshaun watson against cincinnati deshaun is going to absolutely murder cincy the Bengals' super bowl was monday night when they bent over schittsburg so there's no way they're getting up for this one mark me down for deshaun 30 to 35 points incoming but the thing that really matters here is that it really doesn't matter what Deshaun does because the Magic Carps are waking up feeling dangerous. Trotting out <laughs> Baker fucking Mayfield, who's going to absolutely yeah, be big dickin' on Sunday against the Jets. So let's just say advantage Magic Carps at QB here, okay? Hold on. Also, you said the Bengals just played their Super Bowl. Did the Jets also not just play their Super Bowl? They got their one win. What are they playing for now? They're back in the we gotta get stomped every week so we can get Trevor Lawrence. Even if it was their Super Bowl, 
Baker's still fucking them up. No, I mean, last week was their Super Bowl, so they're not playing I know. for anything now. I'm just saying, but like, even if they were playing oh. for the Super Bowl this week, <laughs> Baker still would fuck them. Yes. Oh, at absolutely. Wide rec- at wide receiver number one, broke back has Keenan Allen. <laughs> Against the Magic Carps, Antonio Brown. <laughs> so, although I will say, AB had a great game last week. Yeah, right? who with scored more points last week? With the TD. Yeah, so, that hey, last touchdown. So, so, hey, who knows here? But uh, I'm going to say advantage broke back. At wide receiver two, broke back's got Juju Smith-Schuster. The Magic Carps have Chase Claypool. So you're both fucking assholes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> at running back, broke back is likely to start Zach Moss and DeAndre Swift. A little rookie running back tandem here. While the Magic Carps start Austin Eckler and Chase Edmonds. I really like the young tandem here coming from uh, from Belleville, especially with uh, Moss against New England. I think he's going to get a lot of work. With Eckler and Edmonds, I, I, it's hard not to take them. Eckler's starting running back, and Edmonds seems to have taken the more prominent role in Arizona. I honestly think they've just been running Drake for the most, like, for the most part into the ground, thinking they're not going to sign him in the offseason. <laughs> no, seriously, I think that's what they've been up to. So it's time for Chase Edmonds to put up or shut up, so advantage Magic Carp's there too. At tight end, uh, we have Belleville's Noah Fant versus Dallas Goddard for uh, the Magic Carps. Dallas has been getting the targets, but he and Jalen seem to be still working on things. So I'm going to go with Noah Fant on that one. And in the flex, get ready, guys. This is uh, pretty hype. (laughs) We're looking at Emmanuel Sanders versus CeeDee Lamb. Let me toss it over to you guys to see what you guys think in terms of who you're taking and see if you can sway me one way or the other because I don't know where to go with this one. (laughs) Well, first, I want to I want to take a look at like some of these bench guys. Unless Devin, you want to go somewhere else first? No, I'm. This is I'm already exhausted. Okay. Well, <laughs> looking looking at my team is just like you fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, do you think what have I done? <laughs> do you think they need to make some lineup changes? Well, so here's what I'm thinking: Jalen Rieger should probably be in the broke back lineup, or at the very least, Rashard Higgins. How is he not in the lineup against the Jets? This I, guy's I, been killing it. Yeah, I think Brent was joking, but not joking that Higgins was going to go in the lineup. The thing is, is that his wide receivers are probably his strong yep, part, strong point. But if he put Higgins in for Lamb, I don't know, with Dalton there, he's not really getting the volume. I know he had a big game last week, right? But other than that, a couple two-target games, six-target games. I could see them either way. CD, I think, offers bigger ceiling, but I think Higgins probably has a better floor. Yeah, I guess you're right. And when you're playing in the fishbowl, the floor is what's truly important. Like <laughs> any player that you can guarantee a five points from is an auto start. That's so so I, I'm not sure it was CD Lamb that I would take out, but Juju should Juju? Not be in the lineup. Yeah, right? yeah, Juju man. On the other side, I don't know what to do with your bench. I'm, I'm thinking you should take advantage of you know the Detroit matchup. No, nah. you're you you got no options. What? Plus, I don't know. No. I'm talking on my ass now. In this, no, fact, look, I'm probably gonna cut that out because I just was no. Annoying. You're not. Leave it in. <laughs> yeah, you leave it in. You can't make yourself too perfect. I think when it comes down to me, my roster is probably as good as it's going to. I think get. it's no. Finish yeah. your thought. I have a couple waiver claims in for a few guys. I put in for Zach Pascal and Michael Gallup. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Pronunciation is more of a Nadeep thing. Yeah. But for zero dollars, right? So I imagine it was funny because I was putting him in on the fly, like watching Red Zone. I put him for Zach Pascal, and then he scored that second touchdown, and I was like, "Well, fuck, I'm not getting him." <laughs> but even then, he's playing Pittsburgh, right? So my team is kind of set. And the problem is, is when I'm looking at all these guys, I've got like those rose-colored glasses on, where I only see their upside, right? <laughs> and so you could tell me that, like. Hey, Chase Claypool probably doesn't have over 50 yards in 
six straight games or something like that. Or hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, last six games, he doesn't have 60 yards. But to me, it's just like, yeah, but remember in week five when he scored four touchdowns? And that's all I see. So I was like, how do I not put him in? Like a guy who's desperate for points. I got to go with the upside guy. And then Antonio Brown is kind of, he gets targets. He's playing Detroit. And then he scored a touchdown at the end. So it's kind of like, hey, is he back? And then Emmanuel Sanders is like the other wide receiver that I'm going to roll with. And it's just, you know, no Michael Thomas. Hopefully Breeze gets his shit together. But he gets enough yardage, I hope, when Breeze is in the lineup and Thomas is out that he'll put in a decent performance. And we've said all year, right? Minnesota's past defense can't stop anyone. So Yeah, they've been better as of late, but I think that it's a pretty juicy matchup. The last few weeks, I've been bitching in the chat anyways about how few touchdowns I seem to get. And I want to say like the past two, three weeks that I've actually played, I've gotten zeros almost. Then last week, you know, Edmonds got one and Brown got one and Sanders caught a 50-yard bomb. And I was like, fuck, of course you guys are doing this on my, <laughs> on my off week. So I can't wait for another zero TD week for me. All right. So I think I've decided which way I'm going to go on this one. And I actually just noticed the projections are pretty yeah, close. Are very high. That's are what ve- I was Well, very you. high and very close. 102.66 yeah. to 102.51 in your favor, actually. Yep. But so this is what I realized as you guys were talking. I was eyeing every player on both these rosters. And I think this is what it comes down to. And this is why, you know, I get paid the big bucks for this podcast. <laughs> Rodrigo Blankenship versus Matt Gay. <laughs> what an advantage for the Magic Harps. Absolute stud kicker. I'm so glad he gets to play in a meaningful game this week. I'm really, really happy for my guy Hot Rod, and I think you win on the strength of his leg. So I'm picking the Magic Harps. I like it. You know, your best player has got to go out there and be your best player. And if the Magic Harps stand a chance, it's got to be through the leg of Rodrigo over here. Yep. There is. No world <laughs> in which I pick against a team with Baker Mayfield on it. <laughs> I'm looking at the two yeah, rosters. You, I'm looking at the two <laughs> rosters, and all I keep doing is smiling at Baker. <laughs> like, I'm looking on my phone, so I see the little faces. I can't stop smiling at Baker versus the New York fucking Jets. But at the end of the day, Dufresne... I don't think you have much to second guess on your lineup. I think if anyone has some decisions to make, it's Brent. Mm-hmm. And even not being involved in the fishbowl, looking at his lineup, I think they're tough ones to make at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going against any team with Baker Mayfield on it. So you can you can give me the Magic Carps this week. Thank God. Yeah, chomps, pack your bags. <laughs> yeah, pack your bags or trip yeah. on the 401, pal. Road trip to Belleville once lockdown yeah. lifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Devin, you're not going to pick against yourself in the most important week of the season, are you? I don't know. I kind of think you might. No, I I don't think so. We (laughs) could look back at it, and DeAndre Swift could get another two touchdowns, and Keenan Allen could get 15 receptions for 200 yards. But my man Baker, you know, I flipped him a text, and he just said, he's like, I got you, baby. I got you. That's all I needed. He he nice. referenced some like weird real G's move in silence. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Can you send me his number? Yeah, no. Damn. Do you really want to waste everyone's time chit-chatting about all these other matchups? I don't even know who's playing for the third overall pick or the seventh overall pick or any of that crap. It's me and Boyle. Ah, good for you. (laughs) Are you going to win? My team, I don't know. The only thing I'm worried about is I think Fournette's going to get another start, which I'm kind (laughs) of happy with. 
Corey's in p- peak euphoria mode with his team right now. Drake he is thinks like if he was in the playoffs, mark. he's winning the championship. Don't forget that. I think 100% I'm winning. I think 100% (laughs) if I was in the final this this week. No, no, no. Forget just the final week. You think if you were in the playoffs, you were winning the championship. I think I outscored every playoff team, every play of the two playoff weeks. Pause. I just wanted to note here that what Corey said is absolutely not true. Now back to the podcast. My (laughs) favorite thing about Corey is that he's the Baker Mayfield of our league. Just the <laughs> swagger that he carries, the confidence that he carries. I picture him twelve fifty nine every Sunday. You know, he's standing there in his Mayfield jersey and he's playing that that the Eric Clapton solo. banger. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> <laughs> trying to whip his hair, but there's nothing. Yeah, there. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, I missed that last line. What did you say? I said trying to whip his hair, but it's not hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Harlow's just fucking shook in the corner. Like, not again, Dad. But well, yeah, are you going to finish I... your thought here or what? No, that's all I had. I just wanted to bring up that you're like Baker Mayfield. I thought you were going to get all excited about that. I'm very. That's why I want you to keep going. And I... <laughs> did you say it was fucking Eric Clapton? Because it's Phil Collins, you did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, Adib, tell me what the difference is between the two. Uh, I think one wears glasses and the other does not. (laughs) Am I right? Literally, Uh, what I was going to say. That is amazing. That's uh, the only difference, right? (laughs) I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Eric Clapton's more of a Layla guy, you know. Yeah, Phil Collins wrote the Tarzan soundtrack. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I am confident and cocky as shit going into Sunday. Man, and I love it. That's all. Just like I love Baker. I almost feel like we should talk about Devin's matchup this week against whoever he's playing just to troll him a little bit and tell him how sick his team is again. (laughs) (laughs) That poor guy. If I mean, it was funny because you always predict that there's going to be a player in your lineup that completely screws you over. It's just bound to happen. You've got too many roster spots. A defense is going to put up a zero or a mm-hmm. running back is going to fumble or, you know what I mean? Yep. But to expect that literally everyone on your team puts under their projected points has just got to be heartbreaking. And then even when we were watching the Browns game and I said, you're thinking Chubb is going gonna, is gonna to rattle off like 30 points. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm done. I've accepted defeat. I concede. And then 24 hours later, he's like, fuck, I'm up by 0.5. Oh, shit. I'm up 20%, by 1%. 20%. Yeah. <laughs> For it to all be crashing down on him. You talking again reminded me of one last thing I wanted to ask you guys. Now that last week is behind us. And we know how we've been with things we've said on the podcast this year. Flat last out week, wrong? Is that what you're getting? A, a little bit. Most of the time, yes. But last week, all three of us, we picked James to win and Devin to win. And I wanted to ask you guys and give you the opportunity to admit that you swept those matchups just because you were on purpose trying to jinx both those teams. True or false? Yeah, yeah 100% true. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly yeah, what obvious, we were doing. Obviously, dude. <laughs> i mean i th- I think it's case closed there you can obviously believe us yeah obviously i'm never wrong wasn't there a small part of you the second we ended recording that was like we picked devin and james for sure it's jamie and noel now to be completely honest with you there was no doubt in my mind 
that Jamie and Noel were getting spanked last week. <laughs> yeah. Like there was absolutely no doubt in my mind. I was like, these are the most for sure wins I think we've had all baffle season long. And that's with Pearson in our league. <laughs> Maybe this is the real sign that 2020 is turning around, boys. 2020 is over, but like next year, we're going to be off to a fresh start with a new champion. Oh, I thought you meant. Yeah, sorry. That's what I Because I was like, I was like, it's so reversed. Yeah, what sorry. What you just it, said. I was like, the two teams were supposed to win lost. No, no, no. Yeah, sorry. I meant this new opportunity for these two hopefuls is the bright new start we need to kick off 2021. Yeah, or you could look at it that those two teams winning in this final being the most unlikely is the most 2020 thing ever. And maybe the, maybe the end of the baffle season is the start of a new beginning for all yes. of us. <laughs> if I don't end up with a goldfish. Yeah. 2021 Let's... is going to be a whole lot different. How are you actually feeling going into the fishbowl? Um, it's weird given kind of my mood and, and whenever I look at the matchup, you know, there are times where I'm 100% accepting of the fish. I've picked out a spot. It's going to go in the office on the green hutch. I'm going to take down the Mac computer that we never use. Sick it's... brag. Sick yeah. brag. <laughs> this guy's uh, doing this podcast on a Surface that he can't figure out how to charge or run the microphone, and he's got a <laughs> Mac sitting upstairs in the box. In the box, yeah. <laughs> but listen, I looked it up. You know, it's got the right angle of sunshine. It's got good radiant heating. I think maybe I'll put up like a splash of wallpaper or something. Give it a fresh coat of paint. Like really, you know, nice. like sparkle it up. Give them, give them something, give them something to be proud of. But then there are other times where I look at it and like, you know, Antonio Brown scores a touchdown. I was like, of course he did. <laughs> you know, like I'm the smartest GM ever. Yeah, I look at Eckler and and somehow like I, you know, when you scroll and it just skips over a row or something like that. So I don't see all the zeros and like the nine points he put up last week. I only see like the 19s and the 20s that he scored. <laughs> and so I'm like, Jesus Christ, Edmonds scored too. I'm going to dust this guy. He doesn't stand a chance. guess it's really dependent on my mood. But ultimately, even though I picked myself, even though I'm confident that I can beat Brent, uh, let's just say I'm not telling Megan to go to HomeSense anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Have you thought about how you're going to break the news to Megan? I've had the she conversation. Knows, right? She knows, I'm sure. I want to know if you've run in your head the moment when you're like, okay, I know I've set you up for this to happen, but it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. I, I told her when I made all the trades, and I don't think it really phased her. She didn't really understand what any of that meant when I was like, Megan, loaded up on the draft. She's like, that thing where you go and you just drink a lot? Why <laughs> does that have any impact on my life? <laughs> And You're then like, when... we won't have a fish next year, Megan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Megan. Poor Megan. Th- yeah, poor Megan yeah. thinks it's like some like playing card or something that you guys yeah. are like trading around. She's not really sure. And then right before I played Pearson, I sat her down over dinner, and I was like, "You know, mm. I'm playing in the Goldfish Bowl, and I'm playing Pearson, and and I don't think I'm gonna win." Describe and, the expression uh, on her face. It was like blank mixed with a lot of questioning our relationship (laughs) but she looked me dead in the eye and like she's the sweetest girl and i don't think she swore but the story is better this way she looked me dead in the eyes and she said under no circumstances are you bringing a fucking fish home (laughs) (laughs) oh man and and i just gave her the one of those like you know the shrugs like whoa yeah, you're like, I was just joking. I yeah. was just joking. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Obviously, so, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And she told me, like, I can't have it in the office because it's our office. And 
she doesn't want to fish in there and stuff like that. So has she seen how handsome Chomps is? It's it's going. Oh, I don't, deep. I don't know. Oh, deep. I don't it doesn't know. matter. Maybe that's. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the profile of the fish is really going to change her mind. So, I don't know. Yeah, his nice she talk, gold complexion. Yeah, yeah, the shine on him and everything. I don't know. So them probably. Color <laughs> like his color matches some. Um, furniture or throw pillows that she wants i or think something like that. i think and this would be a good opportunity to ask Corey because he is our goldfish <laughs> connoisseur yep. yeah i'm happy um, to provide any like, yeah the tank what would you rate like a, a one to ten the smelliness of a fish tank with one fish in it ten being like real stank yep i don't know like two three yeah Doesn't i stink. figure yeah it's like the water that would get weird right yeah if you're not cleaning it if it gets weird, you should clean it, dude. Yeah, if you have like an African cichlid or something and you're feeding the thing crickets, your <laughs> tank is going to like, Christ. your tank is going to stink. But you're talking about a goldfish, you feed him a little pellet every day. Yeah, he poops a bit and then you clean it out in a few days. Yeah, you'll be okay. All right. Hey, can we look at getting a wildlife expert onto our podcast? Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> that is a great idea. That's a you great idea. Talk I down can, that once I'll just I'll just work on my Australian accent. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Maybe yeah. I could get what's the crocodile? Not the crocodile hunter, but the crocodile Dundee. Oh fuck! Maybe it is croc. Steve Irwin. We'll get like his uh, his son on. He go. Like that. He go. Yeah, but his son is running like the shit at the zoo and stuff. Oh, okay. Call him up. Maybe he can give us a breakdown of some some goldfish care, what to expect, proper etiquette, <laughs> fish tank maintenance. Okay, you still didn't answer my question. In your head, in your like, he's in such denial. This guy. Have you told Megan? Have you like laid in bed and you're about to fall asleep and you're like, dude, the moment's coming when I have to tell her. Why do I have to tell her? Well, you're gonna have to tell her. You have to bring the fish home. That would be a perfect time, wouldn't it? <laughs> I love your style. Okay, okay, that's fair. It's, it's like one of those things where you know, if Chanel was like, hey, Corey. What about if we got a golden doodle? You'd be like, nope, no fucking way. We're not getting yep. a dog. Yeah. But if she showed up with this tiny little cloud of fluffiness and it like licks your nose and your kids are going, yay, daddy, daddy, we love it. <laughs> You're not going to be like, fuck, pack it up, send it back. You're going to be like, oh, guess I'm walking the dog at 4 a.m. before I go out gardening. <laughs> right. Whose kids are going to be more excited to have the fish around? I think any kid would be excited to have a goldfish around. A goldfish named Chomps. Yeah. Yeah. It's not any goldfish, by yeah. the way. Yeah. The goldfish. The goldfish. I think Finley like understands what fish are, obviously. She can say fish, but I think that's probably the extent of her relationship <laughs> with it. Maybe she'll want to look at it every so often, but it doesn't do anything exciting enough, right? Like it's not a Finding yeah, Nemo movie. Maybe Brent's two are old enough where they can I don't know. Fuck, it's a fish. Like they're not exciting. I was gonna say like maybe they'll watch whoa, it whoa, swim whoa. in circles. This is chomps you're talking about. I know, but Jesus Christ. Take it easy. Only he can, you know, entertain so much. Like I'm sure he can do like backflips and stuff out of the water and if you get him though, can you promise to buy some brown skier for his tank? Yeah, I've definitely looked for it. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Like the See, inaugural can... year. Oh, okay. Cause this is what I was trying to get at is have you thought about it recently? Like, I'm just trying to get into your mindset. Are you mentally there for the fish, you know? <laughs> that's what i'm trying to Are get out with these questions <laughs> i don't so i'm trying yeah. to get out with these questions the honest answer Corey, is i don't know i don't want to think about it that much i guess it's i'm gonna like yeah. wish it into fruition and uh, fuck that and i guess it's far enough away that you actually take possession at our fully vaccinated baffle draft in august it's still like a good 
whatever, eight months away. Yeah, and that's why Math I'm like, guy. why? When's the, let me look at the calendar here. So the final game, there are, there's a Monday nighter, I would imagine. Yeah. Right? Now, does there is. Yeah, there, there is. is. And he has Zach Moss going. And he's got yeah, Zach ooh, Moss. Clench gang. Yeah. If we're coming down and, you know, we're within, what's a reasonable point total for Zach Moss? Like 12 points? Oof. That's, that's like, a pretty great uh, point total for Zach Moss. If they are dusting New England, which could very well happen. Yeah, and that's why he got points last week, right? They were running all over. Yeah, and he broke that one. Oh, no, that was Singletary at the end who broke it. That was Singletary that broke it, but they were giving it to Zach Moss because they were just kind of like, get him in the game, let's get him. He had eight points last week, guys. But all um, that yeah. <laughs> takes is a touchdown too, right? True. Anyways, all I'm getting at is like, do I really want to break it to Megan on December 28th during our holidays that the fish is coming? <laughs> or do I wait till August 25th and be like, hey, by the way, can you come pick me up? By the way, I got to go fish. <laughs> it's probably something you break on your birthday. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? What like, do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, you know what? I've been thinking about it. I'm ready for a goldfish. Yeah. And then she'd be like, oh, I'm not buying you a goldfish. It's like, perfect. I already got <laughs> myself one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Meg. I won one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And with Man. that, we're at the end <laughs> of our championship and Chomps Bowl preview episode. Oh, amazing. We'll be back next week to recap what went down in these two captivating matchups. I can't wait to see what happens. If you're liking the pod, hit subscribe or follow and stay up to date on all the latest episodes of Unbaffled. We'll hit you up again next week. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Bye. And a happy new year. Bitch, I did it. I made it. I'm loved and I'm hated. I started from the bottom. Now my neighborhood is gated. They say drink to your accomplishments. So every night I'm faded. Feel like every other day me and somebody new related. You